Hi, this is Miss Ludlow. So these are a series of podcasts designed for year eight students to help you progress through the tasks that we've set you for home learning. So this first podcast is going to deal with the tasks that were set for year eight students in week one. So these were set on Monday the 20th of April and they were due in on Monday the 27th of April. So if you struggled um, with these tasks, uh, this podcast should be really helpful for you in terms of ensuring that you understand. So today's lesson is our first one on our new topic, which is the British Empire. So the first lesson covers the origins of the British Empire. So task one, um, you just need to think about what does an empire mean? So what does an empire mean to you? Have you heard this word used before? If so, in what context? Uh, if you wanted, you could Google empire, see what comes up um, and see if that helps you understand this. The next question to write your thoughts down is how do you think you build an empire? So some of you might have played um, some video games around empire building. So this might help you think about that. So what does one have to do in order to build an empire? So what does a country have to do? What might they need? So they might need an army if they're going to go and colonise, uh, so take over other people's land. Um, they're most likely going to need some kind of a navy if they have to travel across sea. And you're probably going to need wealth as well um, to maintain your empire. The third topic um, for you to have a think about is, is having an empire a positive thing? So there's a lot of debate about the British Empire and whether it was a positive or a negative thing. If you go on Frog onto the year eight page for Empire, there's actually some videos there which debates this question. So it might be useful for you to watch one of those and have a think. Is having an empire a positive? The next task is task two. Um, so this is just a video for you to have a little watch and then just to create a mind map about the start of the British Empire. So watch the video uh, and then just do a quick mind map kind of with any key information that you think was important. Now, the extension for task two is actually really important when it comes to answering task three in this lesson. So the extension is all about uh, different groups of people and why they wanted to go to America. So these people supported the colonisation of America. So they supported the idea of the British um, going to America and claiming that land as their own. So claiming it from um, the Native Americans and the other um, colonisers who were there. So the first group who supported the colonisation of America were the Virginia Company. So the box says the Virginia Company financed the founding of the American colonies. It paid for the ships and resources needed to establish the colonies. Um, and that fact that they paid for the ships and the resources needed to actually build that part of the empire links back to what you guys were asked to think about in your starter. So in order to build an empire, you do need an army, you need a navy, um, you need resources. So the first question you might be asking yourself is what exactly is the Virginia Company? So the Virginia Company 
was a commercial trading company. So a company that traded in goods. And it was um, originally founded by King James I of England in April 1606. And the aim of the company was to colonize uh, the eastern coast of North America. So the aim of the company was to go to America and take over some of the land there. So the Virginia Company uh, sets out for America in December 1606. So it sends three ships carrying approximately 105 um, colonists led by Christopher Newport. In May 1607, they finally reach Virginia and they founded the Jamestown colony at the mouth of James River. So the goal of the Virginia Company was clear enough. It was to establish a permanent colony in America that would make profit for the company. So the company, founded by King James I in April 1606, was comprised, was comprised of two divisions. So there was the Plymouth Company, which would establish um, a short-lived colony um, in what's now known as Pittsburgh in Maine, and the London Company. Uh, which established Jamestown in Virginia. And this was England's first permanent settlement in America. So Jamestown, Virginia, which was set up by the Virginia Company, is Britain's, is England's, sorry, first permanent settlement in the New World. So there are two ways in which you could join the London Company. So the branch of the Virginia Company that was based in Jamestown. Uh, if you had the money, you could buy shares in the company. And then you could remain safe and snug in England. Um, and whatever kind of money the company made, you would profit off that because you'd invested in the company in the beginning. If you didn't mind traveling to the new colony, um, and perhaps you needed to because of um, the poverty that you're experiencing um, back home in England, you could join the company as a planter. So planters were required to work for the company for a set number of years. In exchange for this work, or more precisely servitude, the company provided housing, clothing and food. At the end of the servitude, the planter would be granted a piece of land and would be free of any obligation to the company. In addition, the planter would be entitled to a share of the profits made by the company. Um, so the company also recruited um, indentured servants who would work for a set number of years, typically seven, in exchange for um, being able to remain in that colony. So it sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? Um, but it really wasn't for those people who actually went and lived on the colony. So the lives of, this, uh, of these colonists were difficult and pleasant, to say the least. The planters were really servants of the company. They had no real freedom and were kept by force in the company. They had no choice but to accept any changes that the governor or company decided to make, including an extension of their contracts, so making them work for longer. So three-year contracts were actually sometimes extended to 10 years. Any letters sent to or received from England were destroyed if they contained any um, unpleasant or horrible remarks about the company. 
quite small offences could result in very severe punishment. According to some um, accounts, there were continual whippings as well as punishments such as hanging, shooting, breaking on the wheel and even being burnt alive. The Virginia Company itself was dissolved in 1624 and then Virginia became a royal colony. So the next uh, person that we're looking about, at why they supported colonising America, is um, James I. So he was uh, the founder, basically, of the Virginia Company. So he uh, would profit a lot from any wealth that the Virginia Company created. And he also um, used his royal powers to establish a monopoly on the tobacco trade. So this meant that the Virginia Company was the only English company that could trade tobacco. At this time, tobacco was a luxury item. It was hugely expensive. So there was a lot of wealth to be made through the trade of tobacco. Um, and that's what the Virginia Company, one of the things that they did is with that new land they found in the Americas, they set up um, tobacco farms. And with the fact that they had these um, indentured labourers working for them, which they didn't really have to pay, they could produce this tobacco quite cheap and then they could trade it for a large amount of money. So it's definitely um, we can see that the Virginia Company and King, King James are really motivated um, by wealth when it comes to colonising America. Now, the next group is, um, is a little bit different. So I've already touched on this group when explaining how the Virginia Company works. But the next group is our indentured labourers. So actually two thirds of British colonists in America were indentured labourers. So these are volunteers who signed up to move to America. So if they worked for a fixed amount of time, they would be given their own land. Now, we can argue that the reason that these people moved was, again, being motivated by wealth. So the idea that they could have a um, have land in America, they could grow their own crops and they could create their own wealth. But there is a second reason. It's um, not just motivated by wealth, but perhaps being motivated by a better quality of life than the one that they were currently experiencing in England. And our final group, we've got the Pilgrim Fathers. So one third of the original Plymouth colonists were Puritans, so known as the Pilgrim Fathers. So Puritans, we looked at this religious group when we studied uh, the Civil War and uh, we looked at Oliver Cromwell. So Puritans are very strictly religious Protestants um, and they wanted to go to America because they wanted to practice their religion freely. So in contrast to the other three groups, the Pilgrim Fathers weren't really motivated by wealth, but they were motivated for a desire of religious freedom. So that discussion about the reasons why people um, colonised America leads us really nicely onto your task three activity, which is a kind of mini essay question. So the question is, the British colonisation of America was entirely the result of the desire for wealth. How far do you agree? So thinking back to what we talked about when we talked about those four groups, three out of the four, you could definitely say, were motivated by a desire for wealth. So it could very easily argue that that was the main reason that people wanted to colonise America. In contrast, you do have the Pilgrim Fathers. Um, and that wasn't the result of a desire for wealth. That was actually the desire for religious freedom. 
Um, so for this task, you need to write an introduction where you say you either agree or disagree with this statement. Then you need to have one paragraph where you outline some reasons why people went to America for wealth. And you'd use some examples about the Virginia Company, about um, Charles, the, sorry, James the first and his monopoly and the amount of wealth you could make from tobacco. You could also include those people who went because they wanted land. Um, and then you need to do a second paragraph where you outline some of the reasons why actually it wasn't a desire for wealth for everyone. And here you talk about um, the Pilgrim Fathers and their desire for religious freedom. And then finally, you need to do your conclusion, uh, which you just write which side of the argument you agree with and the reason why you agree and what, what you found most convincing about this argument.